This is AJ Brown, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, of course, here with the Trash Man. Our apologies for missing the uh, missing the other podcasts this week. We've been trying to have a Tuesday, Thursday schedule that we'll continue on, and we will be also adding in another podcast with me and a guest starting pretty much probably when we get back from the Senior Bowl, but between now and the Senior Bowl and Heading into the combine, it'll be Trashman and I twice a week, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. This week, just some unforeseen unforeseen circumstances with uh, things going on around the studio and various internet issues and stuff. So glad to be back, man. Um, glad to be here talking to you and happy to be able to say that we have released the 2023 Roster Watch Top 250. It's up and I already hate it. Trashman, what's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with these dynasty rankings. It's just like you, 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 you make some adjustments, take a look, and you hate it all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about. Uh, we're also uh, talk about my breakdown of Xavier Hutchinson, the really interesting wide receiver out of Iowa State. You know, after I did my study on him, I didn't come out of it sort of thinking the same way I thought I was going to be thinking about him. Um, just based on it's just a different kind of player than, you know, my exposure to Xavier Hutchinson, you know how this is trash, man. We are so busy in season with all of our NFL duties and just, you know, making all the tools at roster watch and stuff. We love college football and we watch it a ton and I'm I'm a close observer of the Longhorns. So my exposure to Xavier Hutchinson has been through his games versus Texas. Right. And, I just kind of thought of him as a, as a different player um, than he is. But, you know, we're going to talk. I'm not saying I don't think he's, he's good or that this is a bad thing. He's just a different type of player than than I was thinking he was based on my level of, of exposure so far. So, anyway, we'll get into all that. We, I want to start off, though, by talking about the dynasty rankings. And also, for anybody watching this who might be interested in content regarding this week's DFS slate just for the divisional round, Go to roster watch whenever you see this. If you can see it before the games come up, we will uh, we'll have the blitz with myself, Derek Cardi, and um, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06, doing the complete walkthrough for our pro members, um, for the pro members at roster watch and the pro members at Roto Grinders. So uh, for the DFS stuff and for the fantasy action this weekend, just keep an eye on the side for that. As far as today, though, trash man, let's talk about some of these dynasty rankings and just. Uh, whenever I look at the, you know, it be it, it it became more clear to me whenever I started sort of transposing things over to Superflex, right, and started really thinking more about these quarterbacks because, of course, the quarterbacks in Superflex are going to be in the same order that they're going to be on the on the one quarterback rankings. It's just they're 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 moved way up, right? We have how many of these guys in the first round? Um, one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven. So seven of the first round picks and then one just right there at the first, second round turn in Dynasty Superflex startups. Between seven and eight of those picks, we think should be quarterbacks. And my issue with this, and I, I look back to how we got to it, man, you were a lot higher than Lamar Jack on Lamar Jackson than, than, than me. And we had like guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, all those guys like right in the same area. To me, it was obvious, though. Well, two things, really. But the first thing is I just think that Joe Burrow needs to be ahead of Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson. We have Lamar Jackson ahead of Joe Burrow. And I, I think that I'm not sure what the order of these guys should should be. I, I think Josh Allen should be the first overall pick. Right now we have Hurts as the second overall pick. As I've thought more and more about that, isn't it safer to have Mahomes as the number two overall pick? Just have it just just have it just peel off. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Those are the two most obvious first two picks. It might be safer, but it's it's it, it is it is safer. It. It is, it is safer, and Patrick Mahomes, I understand that Jalen Hurts was just as good as him this this year. If you, if you look at the fantasy points per game, I can't believe that both those guys averaged um, 28, basically 28 and a half fantasy points per, per game. Patrick Mahomes averaged 28.6. Jalen Hurts averaged 28.5. You can't – I mean, Hurts is their goal on back. I know, but Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes – and he's he's the best quarterback in the league, and he's going to be awesome for 15 years. And I just think at Dynasty, there's something to be said for that longevity that we can project to him. Whereas Jalen Hurts, he's already banged up this year. He plays a he plays a um, he plays a more uh, a physical style of more physical style of football with the way that he runs. I understand he's the goal linebacker. I understand that that physical stuff, that physical way of playing and the way that he uses his legs certainly helps us in, in fantasy. But as that goes away, as that goes away, Patrick Mahomes then over the course of time, right? It's like, I mean, possibly, I mean, we don't know to what extent Travis Kelsey has an, uh, you know, does it matter? I don't I don't know. I mean, if Travis he has Kelsey garbage. He has, there, he has he has he has garbage Kelsey wide receivers. There, you feel like Mahomes has the same season? Well, I'm not. I look. I I, I certainly don't think it helps, right? I mean, but, in Kelsey. I mean, like I don't know how many more years he has in him in the league. But here's the thing: wouldn't wouldn't we have said before? Is Patrick Mahomes really going to have the same kind of season with no Tyreek Hill? I mean. I mean that's that's an argument for that, but I mean, but you got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith there in Philadelphia. I mean that, I mean that arguably is the best one-two punch in football. I get, well, look, I I I understand that, but Jalen, we still don't know what what's going to be happening with Jalen Hurts long term. That's I just yeah. so I just think to me, for, first of all, I Patrick Mahomes should be the no, the number two pick behind Josh Allen in Dynasty. I think it's a little bit too risky. I just think it's dynasty. I know that we don't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't care about risk. We, we we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't live scared like that. But man, in dynasty, you like kind of what you do. Acting out of fear, not love. Well, I love. Look, I I I love Jalen Hurts. I you know, I just and 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 you know me, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Loving an loving an eagle in fantasy that much. I mean, are you just are you exactly. dug in? Are you just that dug in on this? You're, I'm not. Dug, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's splitting hairs to me. I don't. I'm not. Okay. Well, I would. It. I would prefer I'm if like, we could. So let's. So can 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 you please make a note 
Let's 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 get Mahomes over Jalen Hurts. Let's just flip flop him in the one quarterback rankings, and let's flip flop him in, in Superflex. It's go Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes for as, as the first two picks. If you're sitting there, gun to your head, you tell me that you're going to take Jalen Hurts over, over Mahomes for real in Superflex Dynasty. I just don't think. I mean, that feels like a do as I say, not as I do type of. So you just you just want me to switch them? Yeah, just switch them. I be, because I do think Jalen Hurts should 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 be third, and then my my only other issue is Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow should be the fourth pick. I mean, Justin Fields, when he was running at full clip this he, season with the few weapons that he had, he was arguably the best. I mean, he was up there with Hurts in my opinion. Um. Trash man, are we are we really going to have this conversation? Justin I mean, Fields or Joe Burrow? You want to talk about the receiving weapons? You want to see like you can't just use this receiving weapon stuff for. I mean, I mean, I just like, I, just, like, for, I mean, like, like, like consensus on everything. What? I, that I'm, I, dude, I don't care what the consensus is. I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have our users make decisions just because we're trying to buck consensus. I mean, it's not that. I mean, there, I mean, there are a million different. Just three years younger. Trust me, Burrow, there are too. there are a million different. To try, but Burrow's going to play at least forty. <laughs> Fields. I mean, that, oh. I mean, like that's what these guys do. How old is Aaron Rodgers? He's forty. Burrow's that kind of talent, man. Have we seen anything except this? This nuclear flash out of out of Justin Fields. I do agree, man, he should be taken at the very top here, but Burrow should be ahead of these guys. Justin Herbert's taking a step back this year. A step back. Who knows? Well, Herbert, yeah, for yeah. sure. Look, look at his average depth of time. No, no, I look thought at- you were saying I thought you were saying Fields at first. Yeah, oh, no, Herbert no. taking a step back. Remember when you were saying I think I distinctly remember you saying at one point that you would take Herbert over Mahomes uh, at, at no, this maybe <laughs> I've had a bunch of bad takes. Come on, trash man. But uh, it's just—I mean, after the, after we've had the, after we've had the season that we've had, and who knows what it might be like. But, I mean, they're they're keeping Brandon Staley. Joel Lombardi's now now gone, so that could be like there's. Yeah, just, I mean, they're not going to do this dink and dunk offense. Well, we don't know. Forward. There's some uncertainty, right? With Burrow, there's 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 no uncertainty. There's no way that they're going to let guys like you know Jamar Chase and T Higgins go. That like it's it's just it. And even if they do, man, Burrow is just Burrow is the kind of they talk about these kind of quarterbacks. They get the they have the they have the win in spite of them quarterbacks, the win with them quarterbacks, and the win because of them quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is a win because of them quarterback, right? Justin Herbert's not right now. I don't think Justin Fields has showed us that he is either. And I know he, he had no Darnell Mooney. He had no he had none of the rest of these guys. But Joe Burrow should be the fourth pick. I mean, maybe I, know I have recency bias because I had Fields on my team and I saw how much of a difference maker he was and how just like on any given week he could win you the week based on his performance alone. Justin Fields is a third is going to be a what third year quarterback and an absolute on a on a on a garbage team with zero weapons around him. He has he has he has no contract security. The Bears have the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Who knows what they might be thinking about what to do with that pick? What if they take a quarterback? I don't think they will. No. 
Well, I mean, do you think it, it, it's it, it's not a non-zero chance? I mean, I think Field Field showed in the time you know that he had that he was playing you know really well in the um, before they just kind of pulled the plug at the end of the season that you know I think he can be the guy. Yeah how did the how did the Texans manage to lose the first overall pick by beating the idiot Jeff Saturdays? Because <laughs> they're losers. They're losers, and they're and and they couldn't even get to four games to get me a push on my game. <laughs> How about that? My Cowboys biggest. I think that's the only one that's still alive. I think so too. Because well, no, no, no. Because Byron made his bet on the Lions. I made my bet on the Texans. You made yours on the Cowboys to win the damn Super Bowl. So it was the line. Was his the Lions a ten win season? What was it? Is no, no, no. Don't you remember? I think it was six and a half. Oh, really? It yeah, it was. It was something real, real low. Um, so I, th- I think he definitely hit on that. My, yeah, my, my, my Texans four wins push. I was hoping for if they just <laughs> weren't a tied, they just weren't a tied early on in the season versus the Jags or whatever. I, I, I would have gotten there. Um, but can we just agree that we get Joe Burrow at four? Hmm. Let's, let's keep Mahomes at two and Burrow at four. Well, that's not going to make us too chalky. It's not going to make us too consensusy. Can you can you just make that note as well? There's just a couple other couple other things that I really hate. All right. So so can you make that note? Can we at least agree to that? And if it turns out that I'm wrong for the, over the course of the next few weeks, you can think about it. But man, I just I I, I want us to start out from a place where people aren't just you know I or people are going to ask me why. We have Lamar Jackson that far ahead of Joe Burrow, and I'm not going to have anything to explain to him. You know, they're going to say Joe Burrow this year was uh, what? I mean, what, what was Joe Burrow? So Joe Burrow finished fourth, and there's basically a huge drop off in fantasy points per game after Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. It goes with Joe Burrow was over 26 points per game, and then the drop off to the guys with the 22 point per game guys are the Lamar Jacksons. The Justin Fields is, believe it or not, Geno Smith. Um, Sam Howell in one game had 22 fantasy points. And then right there on the precipice of that same level are Tua, Dak, Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler. So I, I just – he's operating in his own tier. You know, he, he, he's, he's, he's operating in a tier that's just below the, those top three. Let's just keep him in that tier and keep him at four. I think that's fine. And he had injured guys this season. Tyler Boyd was banged up a ton of the season. T. Higgins was banged up a ton of the season. Hayden Hurst. Let's just get Burrow up. Okay. And so, all right. And so we've sorted that stuff at the, at the very top. Um, Just one of like, this has been bothering me. Where, where are you at? With um, DeAndre Swift, are we too high on him? Is that something where we're being where we're being cucks to the whole consensus? Are we too high on him? Why? I, I mean, let me see. He's not he, he's he's not being used like a workhorse back, and they're and they simply aren't going to. And I can't wait to ask Dan Campbell at the combine. I think my exact question will just be. Do you think DeAndre Swift is, is is capable of carrying a major load, or do you see him as a player that you need to protect? You know, I know that Jamal Williams is set to be free. That's a big deal, right? That's a big deal because yeah, without Jamal Williams's 
What you, did he have 17 touchdowns? I mean, just think if those touchdowns like, were going to Swift. Well, just think about it. Just, just you know, just I mean, just just think about if 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 every day was Christmas, you get presents every single day, socks, ties. Well, every day, dad, like 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 that the dad stuff cool. I get these days. Handmade cards with crayons. <laughs> But, but last, yeah. But dude, I mean, DeAndre DeAndre Swift this year was clearly a player that that staff said, "Look, we we are putting the we are putting the the bubble wrap on him. We're putting the kids' gloves on this workload." We're gonna, okay, I mean, well, this- I mean, just looking at the guy who's right above him, the running back right above him. How do you feel about? Do you feel better long term about a twenty eight year old Austin Eckler over DeAndre Swift, who basically? You know, is the same kind of back, but has four years less of where Eckler was like Eckler was one of the fantasy superstars of this season, and no, the way that they use him. I mean, but he's twenty eight years old, right? But dude, this is the dude, and, and and this is what Michael Lombardi talks about all the time. While how Brandon Staley just doesn't get it. It's like he's he's not he's not going to bring in. You know, Lombardi was saying that, dude, you had Latavius Murray on the Saints practice squad and Denver was smart enough to realize that they, you know, they needed power back. They needed if 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 not Swift, but if Eckler is like a Camara, right, that Joe Lombardi wanted to have it be like a Camara, then you don't have the you don't have the the um, the power back. You don't have like the yin to that yang with with him. And I did. I think mainly what Staley says is like, well, why would I need to? He's he's so damn good at the goal line. He's amazing down there. Right. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm not disputing that. It's just the fact that he's 28 years old, and for a running back, that's. I mean, that's geriatric. It's geriatric, but have 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 you watched? I mean, have have you not watched these these Lions games this year and just seen what's happening with DeAndre Swift? It's like they hate him, dude. I mean. I, I don't. I, even, I, if, I, what I think was happening was he was a little bit banged up, and they weren't in the best position at the time. And Jamal Williams was doing well enough, and so I think they kind of, you know, handled him with kids' gloves. He for was a, for a lot of he, the season in PPR. Even if we just look at it in a points per game, even though he, he he only played he only played thirteen games this season. DeAndre Swift scored fourteen point three fantasy points per game. Austin Eckler scored 22.3 fantasy points per game. He was the he was the leader in PPR by a wide 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 margin. I know he's older, but he doesn't have the No, no we're have, talking we're talking about Jamal Williams leaving potentially. They're just bringing some other dude. He won't be as prolific a touchdown scorer and guess what? They're probably bringing back Jamal Williams. They love Jamal Williams. I think they'll. I think they'll get. I think they'll use Swift more next season. I mean, maybe maybe he shouldn't be as high, but I don't think. I don't think we should throw the baby out the bathwater there. I think this season was was largely an anomaly for Swift, and just. I think, I think it was. I think it was situational. You know, I think he was banged up. They had other options at running back. They were relying mostly on the short passing game, so. I just think it was just – I think a large, it was largely a confluence of events. It just kind of, you know, relegated him to, you know, the kind of ro- role that we saw. And, you know, because he was kind of banged up. They didn't need to – they didn't, didn't need to get that kind of use. But, I mean, think about how we felt about him coming into the season. 
they need to be well we felt about him coming into the season like dan campbell would think about him like we think about him like like ben johnson would think about him like we think about him now ben johnson might go get an nfl job and they could bring in an offensive coordinator that says we got to give it to swift but it's like maryland manson 29 says in our chat here on youtube i'm, I'm a diehard lions fan jamal loves it in detroit and doubt he goes anywhere is that i'm kind of the same way like you, you think Dan Campbell, Mister bites your knees off, all this stuff. Is he gonna? Is he gonna be the guy who says like I, I'm gonna take last year's leading touchdown score and I'm just gonna let him walk whenever I have the uh, whenever I have the the um, the hold on. He's saying Ben Johnson already already resigned. Huh. I don't know how I missed. Can, can he get out of that? I mean, he was definitely he was definitely a name that people were people were people were looking at for sure. Um, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to look that back up. Regardless, dude, here's my thing. They don't DeAndre Swift. If we look at what DeAndre Swift just did just this last season, I know that Josh Jacobs's career is up in the air. I know it's even gross of a conversation to have, but Josh Jacobs averaged seven more PPR fantasy points per game. Than, than he did. Tony Pollard in a role wherever he was still splitting all the work with Zeke and where they didn't even get him going, you know, until halfway through it, right? Like Tony Pollard uh, through 16 games averaged almost 16 fantasy points per game. And it's very likely he's going to go to a new situation where he becomes a featured back. And are we really going to have DeAndre Swift over guys like that? I mean, I think the thing is I'm – Thinking of it as a down year for Swift, who got less than, you know, he got less than 100 touches um, in this offense. I think I think it's a down year for him, and I, I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the, doubt, of the doubt. But, I mean, if you want to drop him, that's fine. Our guy, Marilyn Manson, 29, the, the big Lions fan, is saying, I guess, I, mean, I guess I missed this piece of news yesterday as we were getting this top 250 out. But he's, he's saying, and I can't – I can't confirm it, but he's saying that Ben Johnson voluntarily removed himself from all future coaching interviews because he said he was staying. Detroit gave him a big raise. It was announced yesterday. So yesterday being Thursday. So um, if that's the case, I, you know, I did, I did miss that. It was only an ancillary part of my point though. Right. It, it, it is, it is a, it is still a consideration like the whole Ben Johnson thing. Maybe this is just the way he wants to operate. Maybe he wants this goal line back. Maybe he wants this grinder and he wants to use, DeAndre Swift in the role that we've seen. And I know DeAndre Swift has been banged up, but it's like, uh, are we really considering him a top? Like, I, I have DeAndre Swift in like three dynasty leagues. I kind of wish I, 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 I would like to trade him for Tony Pollard. You, you wouldn't? Well, Tony Pollard, I mean, we're talking the problem about is we're already a lot higher. Right? Are we, we're talking about potential largely, right? Yes. We're talking about, we're talking about a 26 year old. Tony Pollard versus a 24-year-old DeAndre Swift in 2023. Like if you're if we're just talking about talent-wise, do you feel like Swift and Pollard are pretty much on par with each other? Dude, Pollard's awesome and so is Swift. Yeah, it's like, I, mean, I think you're splitting hairs. Okay. And I think that Tony Pollard, even last season when he was in the shittiest situation possible, where the team has to play Zeke and has to give Zeke 13 rushes a game at least. It wasn't a terrible – I mean, it's it was just one of the best offenses in the league. Okay, admittedly, it, w- it was a good scoring environment. But it wasn't like Tony Pollard was getting fed all these all these red zone touches like, like, like Zeke does. Tony Pollard was scoring on his own accord, dude, on his own merit. Yeah. 
He was catching balls from 50 yards out, taking them in, like doing the dynamic Tony Pollard stuff that we've grown used to. And at very worst, he's just going to be back in that situation where he scored four fantasy I mean, points. The is, like, Tony Pollard got almost 100 more touches than DeAndre Swift this season. And 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 if he goes somewhere new next year, he'll get 200 more touches than DeAndre Swift. I mean, I guess we're making, this, back. we're making this. Uh, uh, we're assuming that Swift will get the same kind of a run that he got this year, next year. What's to tell us he's not? He always it. does. He always does. He's, he's been consistently underutilized in, in, in the NFL, trash man. And we're all just clinging to our priors of him in dynasty rookie drafts. People are still just hanging on. They're still just hanging on to the talent. I'm, I'm not sure. I just think we need to move him down. If we're not going to get him below Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard, he needs to be closer. That's fine. We can get him below them. It just wouldn't be roster watch if I didn't fight you on some of these things, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The other thing about DeAndre Swift, too, and our guy, Marilyn Manson, thank you for all the comments uh, in the YouTube. What he's saying, too, is he's saying – this is another good point. You know, you could say, well, he, 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 he was hurt. What if he wasn't hurt? But then you just think to yourself, well, shit, he's, he's always hurt. He's never not hurt. So I just think, so with DeAndre Swift, let's just, let, let's, let's take a more cautious approach with, with, with him. I mean, I'm, I'm beginning to think about the best ball cheat sheet and stuff like that. And I'm like, where does DeAndre Swift even, even fit in here? Like where, like, where are we even going to take him in redraft? He's, I mean, he's clearly at least a running back too. He's clearly a running back too. Him. Okay. Dollar bill. I agree with you. He has the same injuries every year, shoulder and ankle. It's just, it's like, he's a, he, he's a, he's a running back too in fantasy until proven otherwise. And he just, he can't be this high in the dynasty rankings. You don't want to be taking a perennial hurt running back too in that kind of spot. Okay. Um, Let's talk about Xavier Hutchinson. Did you get to watch him at all? Yeah. Did you like him? I like some things about him. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I was gonna. He okay. Well, you can say say what you're gonna say. No, let's. I have I have a whole spiel. So you go ahead and tell me what you think. And I think I he makes some you. athletic catches, but I can't tell if he's making the athletic catches because they're balls that are kind of thrown out of reach or he just lays out all the time he's always laying out for the ball and he's not he's not you know he's not catching the ball and run, running a lot of the time it's, it's like he he catches the ball and that's where it ends um he's falling down too much on his catches um see but i don't know i don't know which it is i don't know if it's just poorly thrown ball that he's just making these circus catches on or if that's just what he does you know um I like him. He plays with a lot. He plays with a good motor, you know, in some respect. He kind of reminds me of either like maybe a little bit bigger Amon Ross St. Brown or a little bit smaller Drake London, but he plays too much slot to be like a Drake London, I feel like. Um, Yeah, he's got good feet, but I don't know about his. He's, it always looks like he's he's killing himself to get the ball, and I feel like a you know great receivers make it look easy. Yeah, look, man, I here's here's my deal on on Xavier Hutchinson, and you're right about the yards after catch stuff. Very very middling. I think he was at four point two yards after catch per reception, 
in uh, 2022. So, I mean, he, he, he'd shown some but good yards. Out. Yeah. So th- <laughs> this is the exact from the, the Xavier Hutchinson, the Xavier Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, Instagram. he catches it and it falls down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean he's kind of he he did have certain plays where he's where he's beastly after catch, but he's not. I, mean, very, I can see it. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's good after contact. That's, that's good. After I mean, contact. look at his build. I mean, I just think his tendency is to like put it all out there for the catch, and then leave it out there. Wow. Yeah. So I look. It's here's the thing. All right, 2022 first team All American. That's via the AP and by PFF. He was twice been named a first team All Big Twelve player. He was a Blitnikoff Award finalist, as you just saw. Um, he broke out big in his first season at Iowa State. He went to JUCO, then he came to Iowa State. He was the Big 12 Newcomer of the Year. That was in an offense that even featured Brees Hall. But after Brees Hall, he was the centerpiece of the post, the post-Brees Hall era there for Iowa State. Um, every game that you watched from the 2022 season is basically a highlight reel of its own, just as far as pure volume, right? Like – he gets the ball. So I think there were only there was only one game last season. And it, it, it was that he caught less than eight balls. And it was a game that he had to leave early. So, I mean, like he was a he was a really, really, really good player. As far as PFF, he had the fourth highest receiving grade in college football last year of anybody that played at least the minimum threshold of uh, 20, 20 percent of um, 20 percent of average snaps. The fourth highest rated um he lined up in the slot the, like 33% of the time. So he can play inside or he could play outside. It, it was funny though, trash man. He's big, right? He's big. He's like, what is he? He's six foot three, six, three, two Oh five. He's big. He looks like he's going to, this is what, this is my issue with him. He, he's not really a good, if you look at his contested catch rate, it's really not that high. Um, he could separate, right? He he could separate at his routes transition point, but it's not this sort of beastly Mike Evans, my ball, me, 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 rebounder mentality, if that makes sense. It's yeah. like he separates with this kind of with this kind of length. He's the way he frames the football, right? Like the the, the way that he the way he can adjust to it and frame it. It's really good. I think it leads to some of that shit, like you were saying, Trash Man, where he kind of gets in a weird spot and he's got to fall down and twist his ankles all up trying to catch these balls. You know what I mean? Um, he clearly lacks long speed, right? He, he doesn't have much of that. He's not going to get behind guys and stuff like that. He's also, for a big guy, he's not the stoutest. He's going to be a lower BMI type of player, right? He's, 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 he's slender and slinky as a big guy. He's not beastly and rocked out. He's not a DK Metcalf. He's not um, an AJ Brown, any of these other guys. And just his his A dot, fairly low A dot at nine point two yards this last year. And then I, 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 you know, as you saw in those clips, he's had some nice long receptions. But Xavier Hutchinson, you can't consider him like a consistent home run hitter at all. I, I believe his longest reception in 2022 is 38 yards, mm. which I mean, that's so it, it goes to show that a lot of this stuff was driven by volume, um, yeah. hyper productive, good hands, great coordination, great tracking ability, you know, at least the requisite length to be able to sort of separate with some size, but not necessarily some physicality and some power. Yeah. Um, good, good routes. And listen to this, Trashman, what I thought found most interesting and what led me to my comp. 
his target rate uh, via, I forgot if it was Sports Info Solutions or if it was PFF, his target rate versus man was 21.2%. That's a kind of a piddly little target rate for a number one wide receiver that would see his volume. His target rate versus zone was over 65% of dropbacks. So when they faced zone, he was really, really good at getting into those zone spots, finding little open spots, getting getting his getting his hands out, giving his quarterback a good target, framing the football, adjusting yeah. to it, um, not necessarily doing much after catch, right? I think he's probably going to run a, four, a sl- slow four or five kind of 40. And to, to me, you look at the size, you look at the way he plays, you you kind of think about that prototype of player. And I hate to say it because I always bitch at you for having these high-end comps for these guys. But all I kept thinking about was, was Keenan Allen. I think he's a lot like Keenan Allen. And that's not the way that I pictured my evaluation of him going based on what I'd seen from him versus Texas. I thought I was going to think of him more like a, not like a Megatron or something, but more like a Kenny Galladay or one of, one of these right. type, you know, Kenny Galladay back in his heyday. He's, he's not like that. He's polished. He's sleek. He's, he's a killer versus zone. Um, he, he's, he's a, he's a human highlight reel as far as volume is concerned, not necessarily as far as, um, I mean, that's why I saw him as like a bigger Amon Ross St. Brown. I feel like he, I think that's fine. And do you, do you know the other guy who kind of reminds me of him a little bit, who's come on a little bit with some volume to end this in this season is, is Isaiah Hodgins. I, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I think Isaiah Hodgins is probably a little bit better of an athlete. Yeah. So I, 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 I moved him up a little bit in dynasty. So I I just I think with can can you believe that Isaiah Hodgins is like the one wide receiver that Daniel Jones has coming back next year? He's like he's he's set to lose um, Darius Slayton and Richie James and all this stuff. That it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. Not that those guys are superstars. He's gonna be no. able to do with it. I mean we, were, I mean we were we were I mean Wando Robinson was gonna be our guy. Oh year, yeah, you know? Wanda, Well, he's getting Wandale back. Yes, yeah. he's getting Wandale. That could be a year. That could be a year two kind of deal, trash man, right? Yeah. All right. So I gotta, I, 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 I gotta ask you. After watching Xavier Hutchinson, I see you. I see you haven't been putting your rankings into the ranking sheet. Are you just waiting till after the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Because for me, I, I have to rank them as I do them, or else I kind of forget. Right. I. Well, I don't see. For to me, I don't see a clear number number one right now. I don't either. I don't either. But it's okay. So let's just let, let me just ask you. Out of these four, out of these four wide receivers right now, if you just had to rank them, as far as the four we have profiles up on, with a profile coming out next uh, with Dontavion Wicks from Virginia and Trey Palmer from Nebraska, it'll be six that we're going to have up since we started doing this two weeks ago. Out of these guys, um, Jonathan Mingo, Xavier Hutchinson, Rasheed Rice, and Nathaniel Dell, how do you rank them, and and in what order? To me, it's probably Rice or Mingo first. Um, and then, then Hutchinson. Uh, I think Dell might be a more dynamic. Trash man, how can you say but Trayson the tank Dell over Xavier Hutchinson? It's pure garbage, <laughs> pure garbage in the broadcast. You know, we, we we can't have people hearing it. <laughs> <laughs>